Hi, and welcome to the Human Side of Business podcast. I'm Angie Cabe, CEO and co-founder of Intuity Performance. I'm a performance coach, HR professional, whole person leadership facilitator, and your host. The Human Side of Business podcast is fueled by the genuine curiosity to understand how personal characteristics and skills can be leveraged to drive individual and team performance, tangible outcomes, and ultimately organizational success within business. Each podcast is devoted to sharing knowledge, expanding our learning edges, and exploring the trends in corporate culture towards growing the emotional intelligence of organizations. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome, Amy. We're so excited to have you here today. This is uh, a thrilling uh, break midday. I'm looking forward to some great conversations. Fantastic. And we know that you're Zooming in from uh, Vancouver, British Columbia. Tell us a little bit about your role uh, as Executive Director at Dress for Success there in Vancouver and a little bit about your journey from a leadership perspective. Uh, you mean talk about myself? This is so hard. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, executive director at Dress for Success Vancouver. I've been in this role for about three years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I lead a small but mighty team of staff. We're nine of us uh, and about 300 volunteers, uh, to help, uh, help women, uh, find good jobs, financial independence, and personal success, uh, through our programming. Uh, which is really pre-employment and job retention for women who've been marginalized uh, mm-hmm. and are looking to get back into the workforce and into the workforce mm-hmm. fully. Uh, I came into this role uh, convinced I would never go in-house ever again. I've been in the nonprofit sector my entire career uh, with a focus on um, equity-seeking and diversity-mandated organizations. Uh, and I've spent most of that uh, as a consultant, uh, either in bigger shops or running my own shops. Uh, and I loved the impact I got to have there across so many um, organizations, working with leadership on how to, how to build better governance, build better teams, um, align their fundraising and management uh, work with their mission so that you practice what you preached externally, mm-hmm. internally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was not looking to go back in-house, which is an absolute... Uh, recommendation for how amazing Dress for Success is as an organization, because by the time I was at the end of my interview process, uh, I was uh, like laying on the floor in front of my coach in tears uh, with my husband because I might not get the job uh, and I needed this job. And that was a 180 from like, you could take me for lunch. That's fine. Um, and, uh, and every single day is, uh, an adventure and a struggle and a joy and hard. And, uh, there's nowhere I'd rather be. And there's no better people I'd rather be doing it with. I have to Mm. say my team is, uh, the reason the work works. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're you're such a champion, Amy. I love it. Like you're you're a champion for for your team for for dress for success and everything else. Like I I just love how you're you're showing up and kind of talking about your journey and and everything that's involved. But I I I have a feeling Ange has has a question. (laughs) Usually does. Usually when I say that. So look, listen. Jokes aside, it's easy to be a champion when you're so closely aligned to the work you do. And Mm. I like to say that like I would be fired from a job in the private sector three minutes in because I just wouldn't care about it this way. Mm -hmm. Um, The mission gets me out of bed in the morning 
And I, I need that alignment. Like I know people, I'm married to one of them who goes to work for a job, like for a job and money. And he's, he's great with that. He loves his nine to five and has a great life outside of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Exactly. That's just not how I'm wired. Um, and so I'm fortunate, but also, uh, that I have a job. I do that, but also it's why I lead the way I do, because I am obliged to curate a job I want to be in and the place Mm -hmm. I want to be in, in order for me to show up there. Mm, mm, that resonates 110% with me, Amy. Um, it, it, you really have to have that passion, you know, have that drive, have that desire and, and have the alliance with regards to not just a mission, but your ethics, like, almost like your North star. I always say, um, really curious. You said something there or two pieces. One was around leadership and you said, um, something to the effect of where you were looking or, or you're coming from a place of action is what I was reading kind of in between the lines based on what you've learned from leadership to what you bring to your team. Tell us more about that piece. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, genuinely, um, I, I always say to people when they're like, well, why do you lead this way? Or that seems really radical or you're very inclusive. Uh, my response is I am leading to create an organization that I want to work in. So this is very mm. selfish. It's about how <laughs> how I want to show up. It's about the creating the space and the people and the team and curating that in a way that makes me feel really good about it. Mm. Um, and I, you know, I spent time, we all have spent time, you know, at the beginning of our career learning from uh, hopefully some great bosses, but some terrible ones too. Yeah, and I feel you. It, it's, it's, um, it, it's a no, it was a no brainer once I was uh, in a position and given the resources uh, or the freedom to, to lead the way I wanted to, to just not do the things that were damaging. Um, but also to think really like think deeply, but it wasn't that big of a stretch to figure out where do I, like, what do I want to show up like every day? What do I want my organization to look like? Mm. If I want to feel this way, what place, what do I have to put in place for others? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that they can feel this way too. So they can feel connected. They can feel empowered. They can feel uh, secure and mm-hmm. safe. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and so there's that piece. The other big piece is that the kind of work we do, so it has to be really action oriented, um, is very much focused on, it's, very, it's helping work. It's compassion work. We work with women right. who come to us at their lowest, some of them at the lowest points in their lives. Um, mm-hmm. And, we are where they're turning for inspiration, confidence, mm-hmm. uh, new beginnings, practical and emotional tools. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's hard, hard work. Like that demands a lot of our staff. It demands a lot of my frontline staff, but it demands a lot from all of us because we see this happening. And so um, we're at such risk uh, for compassion fatigue, for emotional fatigue, for focusing on others, that taking care of ourselves, each other, for me, my focus, taking care of the, the people who do this work. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds very compassionate and it is It's also just very useful. It's really useful to keep us going and keep us productive and keep us um, serving our mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it comes from both those sides. And, and when I, when I address that um, every now and then with a corporate donor, who's like, this is just so like, so it's so nice of you to do this for your team. My response is always, no, it's so necessary for my mm-hmm. team to work this mm-hmm. way. It's mm-hmm. so necessary to lead with this, this kind of compassion and vulnerability because our work couldn't happen without it. And, and you, you really kind of dived it down into the second piece that I was, that was intriguing me was the team piece. Tell us more about the how, 
So how, how do you take care of your team? What does that look like for the next year coming up? Yeah. Um, I mean, right now, the word that comes to mind when you say, how do I take care of my team? The first thing that comes to mind right now is gently. This has been <laughs> a rough couple years uh, for mm, everybody. Yes. Um, I, you know, I don't want to make us sound special, but I do feel like it's been particularly rough for those in helping positions. Mm-hmm. Um, and in so many ways, my team are frontline workers in terms of the economic crisis. They are seeing, they are dealing with uh, an un, unprecedented levels of um, desperation for work, of constant not, you know, women coming constantly not being able to find work. Mm. being at their lowest emotionally and professionally. Um, and so gently is the first piece of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the second piece is, is we are a small team um, mm-hmm. and we all have to, uh, you know, have always had to be very connected and pitch in for each other. Somebody takes a holiday or gets sick. Um, we don't have built-in coverage. There's not as, you know, there's not two of everybody in each role. Um, so we're, that that need to be sort of cross trained and be able to sort of work collectively and and close the circle if somebody has to step out for a minute mm. um, uh, is really important. And we we've achieved that primarily by some pretty radical transparency. There are very few pieces of our organization that aren't accessible to everyone in terms of documents, in terms of um, just conversations of understanding the why we're doing something the way we're doing it. We have. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of those conversations. We have a lot of those documents, a lot of that access. Um, and so that, that access to information, sort of that pretty, pretty flat information system is really important. It's also led to a, a, a sort of an ask and a demand on the staff to engage with it. You have to be curious. If, if information is available to you, there's an expectation that you're learning it and taking it in. Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes from, you know, from me all the way down to our, our part-time student who uh, works with our data. And, you know, it's really important that he understands why that data is important, not just that mm-hmm. he's collecting it for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, compassion gently, sort of give, making sure everybody has access to what they need and more than what they need so that they can, they feel empowered and they feel part of it. They feel that ownership. Uh, and then the last piece is really about, it's fundamentally about making really strong investments. Um, and the team. And it's really important to me that my staff know that they are the number one priority, that they are my clients. Their job is to help other women find jobs. My job is to make sure that their their jobs are are the best possible so that they can go mm-hmm. and do that. Um, and that's, again, that's really practical because that's, I mean, half of my uh, annual budget operating budget are my staff. Mm-hmm. So they are my single biggest resource to do this mm-hmm. work and to do this work well. So mm-hmm. just like practical utilitarian hat on, obviously you, know, you invest in your biggest resource. Mm-hmm. Um, the other piece is that uh, we have to practice what we preach. So if we say women need to find good jobs and fulfilling jobs and jobs that match tasks and talent, I need to constantly be on the lookout to make sure that's happening to my own team. Um, mm-hmm. Because nothing will burn you out quicker. And I know this from experience than being told to go sell a story without living that story yourself. Right. Go tell women that they should find good jobs and they shouldn't compromise and they should get great bosses and they should ask for what they're worth. But don't ask for what you're worth. Accept that you're not going to get paid that way. Uh, be, you know, be treated like an outsider. Like, like we can't, we can't do that. That would, mm-hmm. that's just wrong, but it's also bad business for our business. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I think that's the third piece is really aligning our mission, our external mission with our internal mission. If we're, if we're going to preach one thing, mm-hmm. we're going to teach it. We have to live it. And my staff's ability to live it starts and stops with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's, I don't even know where to start. There's so much to unpack there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, maybe I'll, I'll, what I think is resonating with me right now is just how aligned with what you're talking about, uh, kind of aligns with, with our mission into your performance, mm-hmm. you know, we call it whole person performance. The way we describe it is, you know, behind this belief that organizations thrive when their leaders focus less on the job, more on the people behind the job. And, you know, mm-hmm. it seems like you're, you're doing exactly that within your organization. And then also looking to empower your clients. And the women that you work with, with those same capabilities and same aspirations. And so I guess taking a step back, I'd like to learn a little bit more about, you know, recognizing people come in um, from different places. How do you, how do you meet your team members where they're at and, and kind of help them oh. from there? Yeah. Um, uh, very specifically for each team member. But some of the tools we use to do that is, you know, we run because like so many, so many others we're we're hybrid, remote, sometimes in person now, so if the work calls for it, but mostly mm-hmm. staying as safe as we can in these little boxes. Um, so we we check in every morning. The the habits we've started as a team mm-hmm. is you start it, you come into our, our Slack channel and you bring your staff update. Here's what I'm working on today. Uh, here's why that matters. Um, and then a third piece, which is here's how I'm showing up. Like here, like what do you need to know about me today? Etc. So sometimes those things are you need to know about me that my three year old uh, got fed milk and juice last night at bed, and that led to a giant mess. And I've been doing cheats for I've been watching cheats for seven hours. Um, <laughs> you need to know that so that you understand that I might be short today, and that's not about the people I'm in meetings with. That's just about because I'm exhausted um, and I'm at a laundry detergent. Um, or it can be. I slept great last night. To know I slept great last night, I'm coming in with energy to spare. If anybody needs to tank or needs to have that conversation, I'm here for that today. Mm. Um, or, you know, I've got a slow day. I've got these three tasks I have to do, but I have a couple hours. Who wants to collaborate? Um, so it can be that sort of to know part is really about how are you showing up? Are you showing up in excess? Mm-hmm. Are you showing up uh, in deficit? Um, or are you showing up being like, it's Wednesday. I got this day. I'm really focused in. I'm going to be hyper sort of, uh, in, in sort of command mode um, so that somebody knows, oh, I really need to have a deep conversation. This isn't the day for it. I'll book that in tomorrow. So just the, that sort of how you're coming in. Um, and we really encourage that that vulnerability and that full scale of like everybody to self-identify. How, how are you coming in today? Uh, <laughs> so that's one of the tools. Um, the other tool is really to, we focus on our values as an organization. So our values is dignity, inclusion, and hope. And we bring back to that every day because we, it, it's so important for me as a tool that our, that our staff are hired with those values in mind and that they're hired without alignment to begin with. So that when they're coming into the office, uh, virtually or physically, they're carrying those values in with them. They're not having to check different ones at the door. They're not having to put on that backpack once they walk in, that that alignment has already started. So some of it is the tool is you hire the right people. You ask those questions really early on, you make it clear that this is a big part of it, that we're going to be digging into these. We expect you to dig into them too uh, and refer back to them on a regular basis. Um, and then the last tool is that we focus, uh, one of the things that I did when I came in is focus really heavily on ensuring that our 
A, having a benefits plan for our staff, an extended mm. benefits plan, which a lot of charities don't, and I know why they don't, and it, and I know that they, because they feel like they can't. The fact that we do is a huge privilege uh, in this sector, it feels that way, but then aligning it to really what our staff needs. So making sure that it has the kinds of benefits in there that our staff mm-hmm. needs in mm-hmm. order to, to, to excel and succeed. And so some of those things are uh, ensuring that we have uh, care for, um, you know, it has a really good mat leave package in it, that it's got a, mm-hmm. or a lot, really good virtual health care in it. That was a change we made at the beginning of the pandemic. Okay, let's find a package that has virtual access to health care for everybody. Um, but also knowing that I work primarily with women and young women. So it was really important to us that contraceptives were all contraceptives were covered in that package, tailored for our team and our staff, mm-hmm. uh, that we have coverage for, um, for all kinds of parental leave, that we have coverage for um, uh, for miscarriage leave, uh, because that's one in three women. I have eight who work for me. So just looking at these pieces and knowing that we need to make sure that uh, we're focused on the kind of team we have and the kind of team we want to build and the, and the supports we bring in can make a huge difference. Mm. It's made a difference in the actual kind of supports my staff use, but it also makes a difference in just being feeling seen feeling seen that yeah yeah my boss sees the board sees that this could be important to us and so they've made these changes proactively they didn't wait on somebody to go on that leave to ask for it they didn't wait on this to become an issue um yeah yeah what one of the biggest things that i've seen from an hr perspective or people in culture perspective is that to your point when people feel seen they're more psychologically involved in the organization they're more attached um, and it's not a transactional thing. It's just a thing. And, and I think it's amazing that, Amy, you're really in tune with not just how your mission and values align with your team members, but you're actually interested in how can we be proactive to further align with the demographics that are working with us. And really interesting the habits that you're creating because you're taking it from that almost policy program perspective and living it with them on with team members I should say on a day-to-day basis to say hey jump in slack tell me how you know tell me what's going on how are you showing up today um that that's a rarity I I must say more and more organizations are moving towards that and being interested in how do we do it but we're not really sure how to do it you know where's where's our guidelines to this and and you're just living it you're tuned in and yeah. it's absolutely well, amazing I, I think the, the answer to that is there the guidelines to it is is you know ask questions that you want to be asked you know yeah. make the space that you want to be made and, and for me it really comes back to again this being a very selfish kind of leadership for me I live with massive depressive disorder I don't show up the same way every day I need to have I need to have curated a space where I can say to my staff hey I'm experiencing some pretty significant depression symptoms right now, Mm -hmm. Uh, which means I may not, you need to get things to me in writing because I'm going to remember 30% of the conversations we have. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not, I'm sleeping, I'm sleeping 14 hours a day, but I'm not really resting. So I'm going to be exhausted. So Mm -hmm. I need your help to triage these pieces. So I needed to set up an environment where I could say that. And I knew my staff would have my back. Um, Mm -hmm. And I guess like the, uh, the result of that is that it gives everybody that ability. Um, and, 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 and the, the benefit of that is me being able to say that and be vulnerable to my staff means they can say, yeah, I'm also not well, or I suffer from a mental illness, or I have these things mm-hmm. and know that there's no judgment, know mm-hmm. that I'm, that my response and our organization's response is going to be like, that's cool. 
humans are imperfect and our bodies mm-hmm. are actually really bad at supporting mm-hmm. the, the lives we live because uh, we've out-evolved them. So uh, <laughs> let's do the best we can. Mm-hmm. And let's be here for each other on those uh, uh, in those ways. Um, the other thing I want to say is it sounds like I've got it all under control and I, I, I don't. One of the things we really struggled with because of the pandemic and remote work is that connection to our mission. Mm. So much harder to stay connected and stay values aligned when you work in little Zoom boxes, when you mm. don't get to see your clients every day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so much harder to access that that point of motivation, but the why are we doing this? Um, because we made that very remote on purpose for health reasons, but it also has made leaning into that connection to our work, connection to our mission, connection to our clients mm. a lot harder. It makes mm-hmm. it harder to access. So why does this hard task matter? Why does this, why is it so important that I show up every day? Um, and I think everybody struggles with that. Um, mm-hmm. It's been, it's something that we struggle with and we're continuing to struggle with. And yeah. that to me leads back to like, okay, we got to lead gently. Like this work is going to be hard. It's okay for us to have hard days or hard mm-hmm. weeks or for us to spend some time being like, I don't, I'm just like, I'm just exhausted right now. And I'm going to do my job because there's a paycheck at it. But like this week is just doing my job. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's important for my staff to know that too, that they don't have to show up excited about the mission every day. I, I mean, I, I need them to be committed to it. Right. So yeah, mm-hmm. we're all allowed to have days where it's like, okay, this, this is a Monday. And on Monday, I will check my email and I will book client appointments and I will have a meeting with my boss and then I will go and have a coffee. Like, Mm -hmm. that's okay too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I I want to acknowledge with you uh, and to you, Amy, that it takes, I feel, an intentional combination to deliver what you're delivering if I may so say out of a place of respect to have something that, you know, is clinically diagnosed from a mental illness perspective and be able to show up from a place of vulnerability to say, and, and have the foresight or self-awareness to say, here's how I'm feeling. This is what I need. It's not going to be permanent. And by the way, it's safe for you to do the same friends that takes a lot. And, and I wouldn't say that all leaders are built the same way in that capacity. And and this is why I'm so amazed by what you're doing and the habits that you're creating from a psychological safety perspective, Amy, because to your point, it's just, it's gentle and it's vulnerable. And, and as you say these things, it's like, yeah, that's total common sense. Of course it should be this way. (laughs) But frankly, the reality is, is it's, it's not that way yet. Um, And it's so important to keep those calibers of there's a total person behind this box and and understanding those individual needs, which also marries into, but there's still objectives and company goals that that were set out to accomplish as well. Yeah. Uh, listen, I'll take that compliment. Uh, it, it's very, <laughs> it, what we do and, and how I lead is countercultural. I feel yeah. that we are going against the grain on a, on the regular, and I know that because of the kinds of conversations I have, because because of the yeah. kinds of um, like. Uh, uh, passive pushback that I get by, you know, folks asking like, well, where's sure. the value in that? Or like, okay. are you like, are they being like, this happens. Um, and, and actually what I like about that is it, is it makes the intentionality easier. It, it's a constant reminder that you, that, that I have to do this on purpose, mm-hmm. that this isn't how workplace cultures are. This isn't the norm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a constant reminder that I have to like, 
I have to, in some ways, like deprogram my staff. Like asking somebody to be vulnerable isn't actually just saying, this is a safe place to be vulnerable. We have to unpack every experience that they've had by from every employer previous yep. that tells them that if you're vulnerable, your job is vulnerable. Um, and so it is, it, in some ways, the fact that we're going sort of against the grain makes it easier to stay intentional because mm-hmm. you know you have to, you can't take your foot off the gas or you're going to roll into the <laughs> you have to keep it on. And, and so like just the, the necessity of it makes mm-hmm. the energy, you find the energy for it. Uh, and the, the flip side is that it, it is like, again, I'll take the compliment because I've had to do that hard work for myself to figuring out how do I get to show up and be a professional mm-hmm. um, living with, with my mental illness. And I, uh, again, that was born in a necessity. I really, it, it was not an option for me to be held hostage by this and not mm-hmm. um, do the work I felt called to do. So I had to mm-hmm. figure out how to do that. And the answer is with like very deliberate actions every day that uh, that add up to, to other pieces. And um, it's one of the things that I've, I've had the privilege of learning through this is that, you know, hiring folks who... Um, are struggling or are overcoming a mental illness or a physical mm. um, uh, limitation um, or difference. Or, or difference. Um, these are people who've had to be more deliberate about how they show up well. And so they've already put the time and effort into it. And I love that. Like you could, you already have this baseline of like, uh, <laughs> I understand knowledge. the importance of a good night's sleep. I am not going to sacrifice it on a whim um, okay. because it is so much more important to me. So you know, my staff know I'm going to show up rested every day. Uh, <laughs> like if I have anything to say about it, because I need to for my own body. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's like, there's these hidden superpowers that come mm-hmm. with, with with showing up differently in the world. And, you know, I like to think that I've been able to build and sustain a team that, that gets to benefit from those for each other too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I also have to say like, uh, just very clearly and on the record that like my team is exhausted and my team is not doing great every day. And um, I know that, and I hear that and I don't have those answers. I don't know, like, I can't, I can't fix this pandemic in this environment that we live in. Right. What I can do is help everyone remind themselves that this isn't a function of our job. It's a function of the world we're living in right now. Like these are environmental factors Mm. and they suck and we have to work through them and we have to be gentle as we work through them. Mm -hmm. Um, but we also don't get to stop. And that is mm. like a tough line to walk. It is. Um, and it's a tough position to be in as a leader. And so, you know, we're t- we talk about like these ways that you do it really, we can do it well. And I like to think that I lead really well. But I also know that even in that, my team is tired. My team is, you know, mm. and, and they're going to be tired for mm. a way longer. And I don't have a solution for them. Um, and I think that's important to acknowledge too. Uh, mm-hmm. if only so that they don't listen to this podcast and go, you're full of shit, Amy. Um, but, <laughs> <Don't think laughs> like, so. but mostly because I think that it's, I think it's so important to just acknowledge that for everybody and to acknowledge that as leaders, like we're not always leading from a great mm-hmm. place right now. 100%. Um, we're human. Uh, yeah. And, and, uh, surprise, surprise, uh, it's been hard and mm-hmm. heavy yeah. and it's going to stay hard and heavy for a bit. And so I think it's, it's like that self grace too, to know, Oh yeah, I'm not showing up so well today either. Mm. Uh, that was not my best leadership moment. Or this wasn't a great meeting. And I think being able to have those pieces, uh, and again with that transparency, for me to say that to my team so that they know, and then they can replicate. Like it gives them the script to also say, yeah, to their colleague, I didn't show up great in that interaction. Here's why. I, I'm going to try again next time. Right. Um. And 
I think in some ways it is about having that script that you can demonstrate and live and it gives other people that that script to then use. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's amazing, Amy. I, I know we can go on for at least another hour, uh, but really Let's appreciate not. My coffee's sharing. done. Your coffee's done? Okay, never mind. The perfect timing then, if anything. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> we we always like to ask our guests this, this final question here and, and looking forward to getting your input on it. Um, but what would be three words of inspiration that you would want the world to hear? Mm. You sent me this question in advance. Thank you, because I, I would have been, blah, otherwise. Uh, so um, the, the three words is one more step. Right? One more step. There are big things we need to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're all part of that. And whether those big things are surviving the world we're in right now or ending gender inequality or creating an inclusive economy, the only thing any of us can ever do is one more step towards that. Um, mm. And we're not responsible for the big piece. Uh, we can't be. That's a lot. That's going to cause us anxiety and burnout. What we can be responsible every day is the next thing we do. So, you know, one more step. And uh, we can all do that no matter how hard it is. That's fantastic, Amy. I might actually write that on a sticky note and keep it on my <laughs> my desk beside me. No, seriously, we hear a lot of a lot of, you know, what are three things that uh, you would like to leave us with? And, and that's definitely inspirational, um, you know, to think about from any capacity and any seat that you're sitting in. Uh, so we appreciate you and, and appreciate your uh, leadership insights that you shared with uh, Intuitive Performance and our subscribers today. Uh, thank you for having me. It's been a blast. Likewise. Um, and for those who would like to learn more about Dress for Success Vancouver, we're going to provide a link uh, to the company's profile on the Elevate Business Podcast uh, page. Take good care. Thanks for listening to the Human Side of Business Podcast. I'm glad you could join us. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to stay updated with our latest content, make sure to visit our website. The link can be found in the episode description where you can subscribe to the podcast, sign up for our newsletter, and learn more about our whole person leadership services. Sounds interesting? Explore the whole person leadership cohort by Intuity Performance, a unique program that offers unparalleled support to managers on every step of their leadership journey. Our program features evidence-based assessments, workbooks, group coaching, and interactive learning experiences to help you level up your leadership skills. Reach out today to apply to one of our upcoming cohorts. Until next time, take care and stay curious.